The humans you love so much, they bombed us. So hard and so many times there was almost nothing left. But the humans forgot we were of the gods. Nuclear bombs could not kill us. But the fallout did change us. As our bodies mutated next to the beast of the earth, the fabric of our being changed into something awful. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, Story and Art by Daniel Warren Johnson. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my heavy metal Amazon is the one, the only. Oh, Travis Rats here, coming Travis, from the land of ice yeah. and snow. Oh, man, my Themyscirian, I don't know. You know what? My, I, I, sometimes I'll My like, Themyscirian thought? Sometimes I like, as we're loading up, I will like, oh, I'll have yeah. one in the bank. Like, just something that I'm going to do, regardless of what yeah. you say, because it's kind of universal. And I was yeah. like, what am I going to do for Wonder Woman? And for Dead Earth, I was thinking, Soylent Green is it's people. people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that fits or not. We'll have to listen to the whole podcast to find out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get your hands off me, you damn dirty apes. Will that get work? Your, no. I can't do a Charlton impression. He's, he's just kind of an old... No, it's too old. But he's not old. Yeah. But I don't... You're right. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody do a Charlton Heston it's, impersonation. Uh, Phil Hartman does a good one on SNL. Oh, he does. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Oh, shit. But is it really... Does he really sound like that? Or is he just... You 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 went out on me for a second. Go ahead. Take no, your impression no, again. No, no, you're good. You're good. No, I, didn't, I don't have an impression. I just oh. said... Does he's, he... It's does, just kind of... He's, I can't, no, I can't you can't, it. I can't even, I can't even think of what he sounds I like. I can only do Dana Carvey impressions. Everything's through gritted teeth. Charlton Heston, everything's through gritted teeth. You damn dirty aches. All right, uh, well, but, that's been but, our weekly check-in with old SNL impressions that we've been doing. Yeah. I, I Weirdly for, for good, six years. Yeah. For six years, mm-hmm. I think. Look, what people of your and I, our age group, the only impressions we know how to do are cycled through yeah. a Phil Hartman or a Danny. Well, Carvey. and we've There's... also thrown in some "I don't babe." <laughs> yeah, but you're you're like our Bill Clinton is just Phil Hartman doing Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all it is. Yeah. My George, my George H. W. Bush is just Dana Carvey. Just Dana Carvey. Uh, all, what's your Dana Wonder Woman Carvey. impression like? Um, I don't. I you know what I. Speak of, we're doing we're doing this Wonder Woman book. I was on a Zoom call with the actual Wonder Woman, not Gal Gadot, but the other one. What's her name? Uh, Linda. Linda. Yeah, Linda Carter. No, Linda. Car- Linda I was gonna say Linda. Yeah, yeah I think Linda Carter. Yeah, Linda, Linda Carter. We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna yeah. lock. I'm gonna lock that one in, Alex. I think. I think that's now. I'm gonna have to like. Oh man, let's. Yeah, see. It's Linda Carter. Uh, yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, yeah Linda Carter. You, yeah. Linda with a Y. Linda Carter was Wait, on a, a Zoom call. I what? Did. I explain. I need. To, what? What do you mean? She's on a Zoom so, call. So, uh, prop two hundred eight, which is which was a uh, props. Uh, props two hundred eight was initiative we were doing here in Arizona, an education funding initiative, and Wonder Woman, who is originally from Arizona, I believe she went to Arcadia High School, uh, came on to like pump us up before we did uh, some phone calls from phone banking. Wow! So she Linda Carter in came on. Uh, I don't know if she lives in Arizona, but she's from Arizona. So she came on to tell us how great we were as educators and that we were the real superheroes. Did she wear her it bracelets? Was really... Did she wear her gauntlets? She didn't. I wish she would have, though. Well, so she was out of control then. She she had full powers. She had full po- full powers. Full yeah. powers. It was crazy. We'll explain so... that later on, audience. <laughs> Uh, 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 folks, you are listening to the Comic Exposure Podcast, and it went way too long before I said this, where Travis and I <laughs> dive deep 
and to graphic novels and trades and collections of comic books. Sometimes we just shoot the shit about what's going on in the world of nerddom. And we could do an entire episode on all the stuff that was released uh, at D23. But we're not. Not going to do it. But we're not going to do it because you know what? I'm just going to say it right now. It's too much. Yeah. It's it's too much. And also, you know what, guys? I'm tired of just recycling comic book news. Right. I'm tired of a world the that does other, that. Let other people do that. Uh, Travis and I, though, we read uh, DC Black Label Wonder Woman Dead Earth. I don't know why I'm showing it. This video doesn't <laughs> go anywhere. Uh, with uh, Daniel Warren Johnson is uh, the wonderful story and art colored by Mike Spicer, lettering by Russ Wooten. Uh, this four Russ Wooten ain't nothing to fuck with. Russ Wooten ain't right. nothing to fuck with. <laughs> that is true. Protect your neck. Russ Wooten is on colors. <laughs> uh, and this this is a uh, a four part oversized issue series uh, from Black Black Label that you can now get all together in one thing. And I'm lucky enough. You have them in have magazine them. size. I have the yeah, I have the four in the magazine size that make me incredibly happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we thought, you know, we read Daniel Warren Johnson. We did uh, heavy metal, full metal, Falcon, Falcon. of Death. What yeah, was yeah. it? Murder Falcon. Murder, murder Falcon, Falcon punch. So we did Murder Falcon, and we both loved the art on on that, and, mm-hmm. and thought it was a it was a really good fun tale. Uh, but I when when I saw that this was coming out, I was like, dude, we got to do this, right? Then COVID hit, and so it took a little longer for each of the issues to come out. But now it's all out. You can get it in trade format, all in one solid collection. Or if you're like me, you can go out and get those magazine editions to check it out. But we, uh, this is one that I told you we needed to read. Yeah. So I am. I'm interested to see. Have we done Wonder Woman on the show before? Uh, not a, an exclusive Wonder Woman. No. I don't think we've done a Wonder Woman book before. Not a. I think I've- not a Wonder Woman exclusive. Yes. What is Never that from? Exclusive. Uh, it's probably from Saturday Night Live. Or <laughs> I think it's an MTV quite, thing. I think or, or VH1. I oh, think it was like MTV. Yes. Exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. Again, there are a couple touchstones in our youth. I like to throw. I like to. See, I like to throw a little youth onto it. I like to call it an exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. Just get rid of the E too. It's an exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. It's exclusive. So it's now in the comic book exposure vernacular, people. Calm It's exclusive. All right. So we were going to do, like, I think at one point I wanted us to do New 52 Wonder Woman. I loved that run. I thought that was a lot of fun. But I thought this this was short, sweet, a self contained story. And uh, who doesn't like post apocalypse? So, right. Travis, can you wonder? Us- can I give you the synopsis? Absolutely, yeah, Josh. You, Here we can go. Can you give me the the rundown? The the can you give me the exclusive? Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you a little Travis Rath exclusive. Ah! Yeah. Uh, so, uh, of course, we open up in an apocalyptic world where a band of post-apocalyptic humans are traveling the dilapidated landscape of this earth when they're attacked by monsters. You can do the sound effects if you want, Josh. <laughs> they fall into a deep pit. <laughs> where they Let dis- me do the Foley homework. Okay, okay. <laughs> where they discover a sleep in a cryo chamber, the one, the only, Wonder Woman! Woman! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, of course, uh, they fall into her. They wake her up. Uh, she is doesn't... Like, what? She's like, she has no recollection of how she got in here. She does not know what time it is. She does not know how the Earth was destroyed. It turns out, guess what? She's in the Batcave. Bum, bum, bum. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and, um, and anyways, we find out that she wakes up in this post-apocalyptic world. Uh, post-apocalyptic shenanigans ensue. But one of the driving forces, spoiler alert, coming up in three, two, one. The monsters that are attacking all these humans are actually the mutated forms of the Amazon warriors uh, because of nuclear bombs that the humans... Through at Themyscira, Themyscira, Themyscira. I only watched that movie one time. I got to work on my pronunciations. Themyscira, yeah, Themyscria, yeah, and so the miscreants. So Wonder Woman must decide uh, which side she'll be batting for. Yes, lie a classic allegiance lying situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you get it. That's essentially the tale. 
the yeah. tale of two cities, Themyscira and the rest of the world, yeah. ravaged by nuclear war, mm-hmm. the Great Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ Rats. Can I call you Tej? Yeah. Are we good with Tej? Like, yeah, Sclusi, Tej. We're going. We're, yeah. you know, we got a whole thing going. Can I, how gosh darn heavy metal was this book? Well, it's metal for a couple of reasons. One, the art, which we'll get to. Two, the coloring. Yeah. And three, yeah. the amount of gore. Four, right. the medieval accoutrement <laughs> that is brought into this post. Accoutrement. Um, accoutrement. Uh, that is brought into this world. Uh, I mean, they really play with Wonder Woman as an action figure and give her a shit ton of cool accessories. Oh, God, it's great. The be- okay, so I'm going yeah, right, to let's, let's just get to it. To, yeah. I'm going to get to the best thing ever, that her final weapon is the skull and spine of Superman with the, with the lasso of truth threaded through it so it becomes like a mace it becomes like a mace it's like she's castlevania amazing she's yeah she's castlevaniaing the spine of superman indestructible superman spine to bust up mutated amazonian monsters yes that's pretty punk it's pretty metal it's pretty metal it's as metal as all get out dude they really need to do like the old conan cover like her on a pile of skulls with the Superman spy oh, painting. Man. That would be good. Frank that would get for I have I have a variant cover for the last issue, which is her riding Pegasus with the spine being sort of like swung behind her, which right. is just it's it is mm, Trey Magnifique, so Travis. Let's, let's talk about the premise of this story. Okay, so if you're if you're Post-apocalyptic comics are a genre in themselves. Like it's it's like remember when they had Marvel zombies and and vampires really popular. Now post-apocalyptic, we saw a couple months ago with the last night on Earth that we did, and we've seen Old Man Logan. We see it over and over again. So it falls into that genre. Take a well-known property, shoot them into the future, make it post-apocalyptic. So if you're looking for really a new take on what that looks like, this this really just fits in the box. It's kind of a paint by numbers, and they just change a couple of details. Like, oh, yeah. all right, what are our post-apocalyptic enemies? Well, let's make them former Amazons, which adds a, a level of internal conflict for Diana to decide who she's going to right. side with. But other than that, it's just like, well, let's just let's just ratchet it up to an r rating have some cool let's metal her, artwork let's let her in destroy there. a bunch of stuff and, and it's, it's gonna be great it's really quick and fun and uh at first when i started reading it i was like okay i know the beats to this story like the back of my hand um and then i just was like all right well, let's just enjoy it let's just look for the details you let's know go for the ride right? yeah yeah like, i mean there's no great character development in here i think diana's pretty good i actually kind of feel for her sometimes and the choices she has to make her ensemble cast of the new human characters i didn't really feel the 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 weight of their choices or uh particularly care too much for it. but that's not what this book is about this book is about you know s- monster smashing it's about mutant cheetah that's dope that that's is a dope look Dope design. A, an amazing design on cheetah in here with the cheetah hand and everything so i, I think you're totally right travis this is not something that's going to blow your mind on how original it is because the story is the story beats itself or not original but the taking it and just going like well let's just let's just crank it up like this one goes to 11 right yeah. like we let, let's just turn it up a little bit more and and it's it's a I like that it is a, spinal tap reference right, this right. Book. look i'm fine mm, mm, mm. uh, thinker <laughs> uh, i think this was a it was a fun ride is it deep and thought provoking not really but some of my favorite this is this is your summer popcorn movie mm-hmm. in in comic book form Right. Yeah. This is your summer popcorn movie. This is uh, uh, Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. but yeah. in co- you know, it's it's this thing that you're just you're going for the color in the in the visuals and you know just the driving onslaught of of what you're seeing, but with some fun little stuff, right? Like the the nod to the Batcave and her wearing Batman's utility belt and going to find. Going to find Superman and seeing Cyborg Super, like the Superman robot there to guide her through the, 
you know, the um, through uh, the Fortress of Solitude. And, you know, you get this sort of like the ridiculous sort of cheetah who ends up being her partner. The one thing that I thought the beat that I didn't quite get, and it's probably my own fault because I'm dumb, is so you had her one human sidekick wears essentially uh, a flight jacket the entire time. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Superman, um, the Superman robot or somebody, Side, yeah. yeah, gives her this green box, right? And it wasn't someone from the Batcave giving it to her. So I didn't put together that it would like for me, I didn't know what it was. Right. It mm-hmm. ends up being Godless. like this stuff that she injects into her stuff yeah, yeah, herself. Yeah. Right. To give her yeah. her powers back. I thought for sure what was being telegraphed to me is that it was a Green Lantern ring and that it was going to oh, be that would have been better. That that was the one thing I thought, like, OK, she's got a fighter jacket on. Yes. Because it was like, I, have, I have to give it to a worthy human. Right. Like and I'm like. It's going to be freaking that's how he's Dude, it's going to be that would have been awesome. It's going to be Green Lantern and Wonder Woman battling out the monsters at the end. That's what that's what I thought it was telegraphing it to me and I was a little like oh yeah, instead of dampening her powers, give her something that creates a offensive weapon that's equal to her powers. Right, right. I th- I thought that would have been a, a kind of a, a a way to to do it. But I I really um I had a blast reading this, man. Like, you're right. It's graphic. It, it's to 11, but it's not like it's gory, but it's cartoon gory, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's over the top. It's very sort of, um, it's as metal as you can get. Right. In it, a it feels like song, an right? 80s 80s pulp metal magazine. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, it's like it's like a heavy, it's like heavy metal. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like heavy metal magazine is what we're reading here. Um, let's kind of like since it's, we, we talked about the genre before on previous yeah. podcasts, let's let's kind of go like and look at these beats here. So you talked about waking up Wonder Woman uh, and being in the Batcave. You know, so yeah. So I want to talk to you about this. Uh, I liked it. It's great. It's always fun seeing it. But how many times do we have to see like Bruce Wayne wadding uh, that too, but a, a rotting Batman skeleton corpse? I feel like I've seen that uh, a lot in comics. But I'm going to tell you, this is one of the most beautiful rotten Batman corpses. When you see it like on the couch, right? It's just so. Can, can you help me out with this question then? So yeah. he he is dying of radiation poison bruce we get a little flashback where bruce is like pissed at diana but she's like he's like yeah she's killed this world but she's gonna be our only hope in the future um and so then he goes and he pours himself something is that poison or is he just having a little drink a little cocktail i think he's he's having a drink right because the radiation has got him he's like i'm just i'm about to die this is it i'm gonna have one last sip of really expensive scotch like literally like he's like oh, i'm counting down. i guess batman would know like the minute the poison's gonna kill him yeah i think he'd know like well i've got 17 minutes and 36 seconds left before uh the radiation kills me uh like he's you know i'm surprised he didn't have some bat radiation repellent in that in that uh in his belt but right. you know, yeah, only for sharks, only for sharks. And um, they write off uh, as as uh, continuing on that beat because that beat comes up later a little bit in the sense that they briefly mention you know superheroes. Some of the superheroes, a lot of superheroes, just left the Earth after it died, and then others were like hunted down and killed. Uh, by humans, so it was a real quick like, well, why isn't Green Lantern there? Why isn't Martian Manhunter there? Why isn't this there? And they're just like, yeah, they left. They got it was just, they were so disgusted I, by things. I think you have to do that, yeah. right? Otherwise, you do. Otherwise, you end up doing the. So we did the Batman uh, last night on post- Earth. Yeah, last night on Earth, which is essentially like a who's who of superheroes that he sees along the way, right? Like a wizard, and, you know, like a, a wizard. The, the Return to Oz. But in Batman yeah. form. Right. And so I appreciate that we didn't have to do that with with this, right? Because that I mean, that's a super trope right there, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a big like, oh, we're so and so now. You only get that with two characters. Bruce Wayne, who's dead. Yeah. Right. And Superman, who's dead. Right. Yeah. Like that's what you get. Like, uh, that's all you're gonna get. You get dead Superman, you get dead Batman, and I guess you get Cheetah. 
which is really the only other character where you're like, oh, okay, you've got to do, you've got to get a Wonder Woman character, a Wonder Woman foil in here. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect one to do. Yeah, yeah, Sam right? Brand. Is there, uh, I also like, I, I couldn't figure out the costumes. I don't know Wonder Woman's back history on costumes. So she goes in and she gets equipped with the bat belt and then she brings down the, um, uh, old Wonder Woman raggedy costume and she looks at another like armored one. Was that Wonder Woman as well? Like an older Wonder Woman suit? I couldn't I don't she out. says she's like that'll do and I was like I don't know what that one was supposed to and be. And I'm like is that like a different superhero that had a W on it and she's like I I'll just take that cuz she kind of hodgepodges her outfit with several elements from like different superheroes which I thought was pretty cool. Like she ties the old rags around her waist. She, you know, right. uh, and, and that kind of, and that kind of thing, she's, uh, wielding Superman's spine. So she's, I like the hodgepodge nature of her, her, her post-apocalyptic outfit. Yeah. I try to remember, like, is that it almost like, it's just a bird on the chest. So I'm like, is that Robin? Like, I'm not, it's not, but I don't like, that's, I was like, I, don't, yeah, I didn't that get that reference. Little... And I feel like that was like a wink that I just didn't get. I'm like, Oh, sorry, DC. I've been reading comics for a long time. I should probably know this. Right. Um, But I didn't get that piece of it, you know? And, uh, so, uh, then she goes and she's going out there and, uh, she's kind of betrayed by the humans who take her to this kind of Coliseum because you got to have the Coliseum shot, Josh, in a post-apocalyptic, very planet Hulk, very planet Hulk-esque. Uh, and of course, in the Coliseum, it can't just be any mamby pamby like monster. You got to have like in Planet Hulk, it was Silver Surfer, and in this, it's a cheetah who looks badass. Her design it is such a great mutated cheetah with a literal cheetah hand, a like che- an actual cheetah makes, mouth. It, it makes no sense because uh, you see no. later on when they're like operating on her. You see that they have a bunch of dead cheetahs that they're trying to attach to her, but I'm like, they have to reanimate. The cheetah arm is reanimated, and they don't really explain like why they were so focused when the world was dying on doing lab experiments on cheetah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you use your time wisely, uh, humans. Post-apocalyptic humans don't don't waste all your science on on trying to uh, build nigh a cheetah woman together. Um, but why not? But why not? Yeah, know? I guess, I guess, you know, I mean, I mean, Hitler, Goebbels did it, you know? <laughs> you know what we should never say? No, oh, Hitler did it. That's <laughs> but you know, maybe Hitler not. Did. Uh, but I, I will agree with you. Like it, it is, it is like for sure. Well, it's Thunderdome, right? Like it is, it's Thunder, it's Mad Max Thunderdome. It's, you know, let's, let's do this. It's, it's Planet Hulk. It's all of these things where, when the world devolves bread and circuses, right? Like that's how you, that's how you lead. That's how you get people off your back. And so the leader of this little, you know, this collection of humans, that's how you keep people fat and happy, mm-hmm. right? In the post-apocalypse is by giving them the show. And so are we, we you get, not entertained? Yeah. Are you not? I, I just wish Wonder Woman would have, would have said that yeah. before she, headlocked a monster she's not a pop reference kind of gal she doesn't she's, no no she's a real she, watch- she can be kind of like a, a real wet blanket sometimes because everything is so truth justice oh yeah like yeah. she like she forgives everyone immediately i'm like oh come on wonder woman this guy was a jerk <laughs> yeah why would you want to do that yeah um, but i i you're right it goes through that beats and then you go like the big reveal is that she's the bad guy yeah, because right? they yeah because they go to yeah so they go to Themyscira yeah yeah the mascara the mascara <laughs> the mascara, ma- mascara. and that, that's where she thinks she goes oh my Amazon people will help us and we see more monsters there and we see her mother and we realize her mother is mutated and she explains that the humans did this to yeah. her oh and meanwhile Cheetah is telling the humans about wonder woman correct yeah yeah uh, that wonder woman was actually the the reason for it so i might get the order wrong or who's telling them that but so we get these two really kind of interesting things where we have wonder woman pull away she you know from the humans because of their horrible nature and what they did to her family and her people but then she also realizes that she is the reason for the humans being all destroyed and everything like that so it's a real right. crisis of conscience crisis on infinite on infinite consciences josh 
Right. It, yeah, babe. Listen, babe. <laughs> crisis on like it's like so, crisis on infinite consciences, babe. babe. Uh, so like uh, her mom kind of mind mind melds with her and shows her all the stuff that happens. She gets pissed. We're fighting people. And then she's like, I'm leaving. I can't deal with this. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, she's mad. And so she goes to the Fortress of Solitude where you get some more cool scenes where, you know, you get what to see. What are your thoughts on the Fortress of Solitude in general in comics? Are you always pumped uh, when it comes up? Are you kind of like, do we have to go to the, the Fortress of Solitude every time we have a Superman book? What are your, th- Josh, what are your thoughts on this Fortress of Solitude? I think the Fortress of Solitude is a fun thing, right? It's the one, you know, like everybody needs their place to go, right? Batman, like Batman has the Batcave. I think the one interesting I have my thing pantry. About, right. The Fortress, I have my office that I'm currently in. Uh, but I think the Fortress of Solitude can be a really kind of interesting place. I mean, if you look at like um, books that have really kind of dived in, like, gone into like oh and here's his room where he keeps all of these aliens and here's his pet that he keeps and it actually eats suns and he has to feed it right which 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 one is that one that's the uh um, uh, like the animated series they use the fortress of solitude pretty cool like back in the 90s where they he'd keep his locked up prisoners that were too dangerous to to go into the world yeah he like shrink them and put yeah. them in a little world yeah i i think i mean i think it's an interesting place and i I thought like she gets there and she finds all of these people have tried to find Superman, right? And like all the dead bodies that, that have was died. Really there. cool. I thought that right? was a really powerful image. Uh, right. And I interrupted Josh, and I'll just take over for him. Um, is <laughs> if you read the book, it's there's a she gets to the the Fortress of Solitude, which seems rather easy to get to. The other character just like rides her bike up to it, um, and. You see, and I guess half the population knew where it was because eventually they get there. You see all yeah. these rotted skulls with like tattered banners that say "Come back" or "Save us," and you realize that hundreds of thousands of people, when the Earth died, came to the Fortress of Solitude to beg Superman to help them. But little did they know that he was killed by Diana, and he was inside. Dead. Yeah, inside the Fortress of Solitude. Um, so I I thought like that's like. It's a really interesting, and like I I said earlier, like you dispatch anybody who can help her save the Earth, right? Yeah. You dispatch the muscle of Superman, you dispatch the brain of Batman, and you're you're left with like Diana having to, Diana's the heart. If you want to think about like what the, what the, what the sort of trifecta is when you think about it, like Batman's the brain, Superman's the sort of muscle and, and Wonder Woman is sort of that compassionate heart of the group. And that's what you're left with. Right. And so she has to win this battle where she's going to have to fight her own people in order to save earth. Right. She has right? to, she has to be completely selfless and not think of it as nations, not think of it as races or people or family, but think of it as life. You know, right. Uh, and and I think it, it when when she makes that decision, it harkens back earlier on when she forgives the the trashy dude who's running the the last city on Earth. Yeah, that's a, that's right? a very Walking Dead moment. <laughs> oh, and she like forgives him like right away. Like, yeah. oh, no, he's fine. It's OK. And then she has that conversation with the humans that are with her. Like, no, this is this is what I do. I care. I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. And this is what I you know, this is just how it works. And she changes her mind really quick when she finds out what they did to her people. But then she has that like, no, that's not the right response, right? The right response is to forgive and to save humanity. Right. And, yep. and that's, that's, it's cheesy. And it's, of course, what's going to happen. But I didn't care because it was such a blast, this ride that, you, that, that Daniel Warren Johnson takes you on through this sort of like the entire time i'm just i want led zeppelin or like iron maiden playing in the background the entire time well now that you mention it i guess one of the things that makes this a little bit different than some of the other post-apocalyptic stories is oftentimes in a post-apocalyptic story you will make your protagonist navigating it as gritty as the world so they fit into they blend seamlessly into it yeah but wonder woman herself isn't gritty or post-apocalyptic because she never lived she just got into this world She's a little bit more violent in like the way she's drawn, but there's nothing about her like she isn't uh, no, she's the same. Yeah, and 
and you sort of and because of the sort of memory loss you take away angry diana who is angry trying to save the world yeah right um and so you just get you know diana who wants earth to be okay and it's a good foil to the uh the the human girl like her her sidekick who is so bitter and she's having a hard time forgiving and when you see someone who's just utterly altruistic against that apocalyptic background it really does add that contrast to it where she becomes even more almost goody two-shoes or 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 more selfless by comparison with the world because there is no superman that's like oh he's also that too oh and she's also that too yeah Right. Um, I'm going to tell you the moment I, I wanted to read this as soon as I was like, OK, we should do this for the show as soon as I read book one. But as soon as at the end of book three, when she rips out Superman's spine, I was like, oh, no, we have to read this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like this is the most ridiculous thing in comic books that I have seen in a long time. I wonder if that's how his pitch started off. I wonder if it was like he had this image in his head like. I bet Superman's spine is like really hard and you could use it as a weapon if you ever. And he was like, I got to get that in the book. You know, sometimes you have one great idea and you got to build a story around it. To me, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a strong enough visual image that I would be like, all right, you got to build four issues to get to that point. Let's do it. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you make that the, like the, and it's like literally the penultimate issue. I mean, it's only four issues, but yeah. at the end of book three, you spent all this time and you're like, well, how is she like, okay, she's a ma- She's got, a flying horse. She's got Cheetah by her side. She's got the utility belt. Like she's ready to go. She's got her lasso. Like, all right, what's next? The spine of Superman. And it's so right? it's right? even more dark because she killed him. Yeah. It's not like yeah. she unburied the bones and was like, I have this is the only weapon I have. It's like in memory of this guy who I admired and the world admired, and I killed, I'm now gonna use his his corpse to bludgeon people with it's a real dark thing man right but it's it's josh so if you fun. ever pass away i mean yeah. we'll we'll bury you and we'll have the funeral and we'll make you look nice yeah but, but if you th- need then to. i'm digging your ass up and i'm using your spine as a as a, a, a bludgeoning device look i d- imagine that i will it will not be very strong it'll be very brittle um I are you a fun. are you a, a bludgeon donator on your uh driver's license I think I marked the bludgeon donator box, so you can use my you can use my organs and bones to bludgeon people. Yeah, I I put I marked it, but I don't know if they're going to accept it because I have I don't think I I'm a little bit calcium deficient, and mm. I think it's going to be real brittle. See, I was I was going to take both of your femurs and use those as like dual wielding clubs. I, I want you to take my tarsals. Have- I want you to take my tarsals and metatarsals, and I want you to make little bow and arrowheads out of them, little arrowheads. Done, done. Yeah. I'm gonna use your femurs like uh, two, like Flint, like stone drums. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, two clubs, and that's how I will get through the apocalypse. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my tiny little femurs. <laughs> your fe- well, look, it's the strongest bone in your body. I think. Yeah, I don't know. That's the one. I, it takes a lot of pounds of pressure to break it. I remember, if I remember correctly. Um, I so want you to talk- take my. I want you to take my my pelvis and put it over your it's head. Like, Maybe a crown. Yeah, a crown. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna fashion your pelvis into a crown. <laughs> a helm. A Travis pelvis helm. <laughs> I'm gonna flip it upside down. And put it, <laughs> it protects your ears. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. The apocalypse is getting boxed in the uh, ears. Dude, I have I have Bluetooth pelvis, so you can you got some easy oh, listening. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. I've, I've been listening um, to too much. Uh, too much Wi-Fi has been going through my body. You're definitely gonna pick up something. I can only hope. I can only hope. In the apocalypse, what is the radio? According to this, it's like it's it's literally it's Iron Maiden. That's yeah. It's it's, it's Dio on eleven is the entire like it's, D- it's Dio as a wandering minstrel bard. Oh God, yes. Um, let's talk art. I mean, we've mentioned it, but we haven't really talked specifically about um the art in here. We've done Daniel Warren Johnson before. It's cartoony, but not too cartoony. It's gory, but but done in a. Can you have tasteful gore? It's not tasteful. It's it's gory, but it's like grungy. Yeah, it's without, grungy. It's gore. not horrific. It's grungy. It's it's um yeah, um and no one is very pretty. 
right? And I, I think know. that also that is also great, right? Like Wonder Woman in here isn't this sort of like, oh, it's Wonder Woman. She still has her skirt on and she's still like looking very like, you know, posh as she destroys everything. No, like she's, no, she's just big, as r- big nosed, ratty yeah, hair. She, she's just as rough and tumble as everybody else. Uh, and she's got, you know, she's got these pants on from the outfit she wore in the tank. She's got the belt on. She's wearing a freaking cape, right? Like she's, it's all good, man. The the design work in the art for like the monsters are fantastic. The, the monster work is really good. And he did that really well in murder Falcon as well. Yeah. He's, he does a really good monster, man. Um, and he does a variety. It's not like everyone looks exactly the same, right? He gives you uh, a good different amount of like, okay, well, there's these monsters. And then I thought the design for uh, for Diana's mother was disgustingly amazing. Yes. Right? Yeah. It reminds, you me, it reminded me of that Wonder Woman that we read for the Halloween special where it's the mermaid and yeah. she looks all pretty on top, but underneath it's this Hydra-like monster. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was I thought that was a, a, a really kind of like it played that page turn really well because you're like, oh, it's his, it's her mom. She's fine. And then you get to see, like, oh God, no, right? Um, I thought that was it was it a, does make sense that you know that that these are just big monsters too. It it, it harkens back to that Greek Roman-esque kind of story, like just battling big monsters on Pegasus. Uh, it does. Right? It does have well, that, that nice. That's feel that to it. section where she's fighting the big monster. It's very much you know Perseus fighting the Kraken, right? Yeah. Um. In in Clash of the Titans, right? He flies on Pegasus to go fight him. Um. And this, the only thing I think, this, and I guess maybe now that I mention it, it isn't missing that, right? Like she goes to find her magical weapon, which yeah. is very Greek mythology, right? Like, yeah. oh, no, you've got to go get the golden fleece. You've got to go get this. Yeah, you just don't journey. know. You just don't know that she's actually just looking for Superman's spine. That's what she needs. Right. Like, but she does go on this journey, this cross the globe journey to save Earth. Um, so it is very much it harkens. I mean, like Wonder Woman, Greek mythology, you're using all of that to your advantage in here. And um, dude, it, it looks so good. Any page of this. Just give it to me and also on this one, really good sound effects, really good onomatopoeia. Uh, oh yeah. As, as far as the fonts they use and the sounds, how they choose to represent the sounds are really good. I mean, when he's, when she's ripping Superman's spine out, it's literally just like, (laughs) (laughs) he does like, there's like slunk. And they're all neon, like, like neon pink and oranges yeah. that pop against like the kind of barbecue-esque backgrounds. And sometimes, uh, yeah, I thought that was really fun. <laughs> it is. There's a lot of like gross sound effects and a lot of like just um, everything is very much over the top. Daniel Warren Johnson does a great job of like, okay, here's this. And what can I do to make this even more ridiculous right like what's yeah none, what's of, it, the next none of it feels like filler very much it feels like everything is a piece of artwork in itself you know it's not like filler 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 beautiful panel filler 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 beautiful panel it's everything is very well laid out and very well thought out movement is done really well in certain parts of the battle scenes on, on this which can be hard uh and some of these epic fights you know especially towards the end there's a lot going on in those panels that's a lot of penciling there's there's the one scene where he essentially this is one of the coolest sort of onomatopoeias and i may have just like and now i want to use it for my panel i wasn't going to use it for my panel but i won't but so she rides a jeep into the mouth like she's diving Mm. off a cliff towards the giant worm yeah and she throws like gasoline into it and like the gasoline is spelling out splorch yeah 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 or sploosh and she's like jumping it in the mouth of the monster and freaking blows him up and it's it's you're like no panel is wasted in how ridiculously over the top it is right every panel 
you're just like, wow, that's good. He took a lot of time on that, right? Like he spent a lot of time drawing all those monsters guts and I appreciate it. Right. <laughs> you know, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite panel because it also applies to a part that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, okay. and it's really right. good, um, is the, uh, on digital reader, it's page 120 of 190, the Superman fight we haven't talked about yet, oh, so where good. Superman is getting just kicked across the face by Diana, and it's like a, a an arcade that arcade punch out game. His face looks yeah. almost manga esque as it's, it's his jaw like is being relocated. Jaw. Yeah, on the prior page, there's a great knee up the chin too, but that whole fight is sequenced out so well. It's brutal, like she. For, you could feel that the the weight of her yeah. shots on Superman because sometimes Superman gets in a fight and they're kind of punching you're like all right how much is that hurting anyone but this you just get a sense that he is just getting pummeled well she took the gauntlets off man so she's yeah. like full power Diana I thought that that whole fight scene one Superman has the boxer shorts on love it I love mm. the design that it's not the undies but it's a little boxer shorts she like breaks open a case with kryptonite in it, chucks it into him to weaken him, and then literally punches through his chest, right? Like it is an incredibly brutal sort of fight um, that you just go like, oh, okay. Superman isn't like, there's a reason why um, you're glad that Wonder Woman is a good guy. It's brutal when she throws, and it's all like whoop, 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 you know, the sound effects on the on that. Just whoop, chucking whoop, all whoop, the pieces whoop, at him, whoop. yeah. And you're just like, that's so brutal. And he's and he's trying to like talk her out of it to the last moment, where he's like, Diana, listen, please. And you get a sense. I got a sense too that, you know, a classic nerd conversation. Uh, who would win in a fight, Wonder Woman or Superman? <laughs> and I get a sense that even with the gauntlets off, I think Superman full out could have won this fight. He just couldn't allow himself to get to the place where he was going to kill Diana. And so because he was on his guard the whole time and kept trying to like kind of talk her out of it, he wasn't on full defensive mode. He didn't, he, he's like, she's not capable of, of doing what she ends up doing. So I, like, I'm not going full it. rage. I'm, I'm going to, you know. I don't know, dude. He, he got murdered. He got murdered seriously. Um, but I, you know what, just a, just a, just a blast, man. I, I had my panel and now I, I think one of the ones, you know what, I'm going to go with this. I think this is a, this is a cheap one, but I really enjoy sort of, um, it's not a full splash page. It's right before yours when she's remembering all the bombs. Yeah, that's a cool shot. Yeah. And she's floating up in the air and you have all of the all of the missiles coming down. The perspective on it is great. Um, the sort of like. She there's nothing she can do. Right. And so she, she may start up a bomb. I can't forget the princess. I can't. I got nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, but great perspective on that. And also, I love the mom. She's like, the mom's like, oh, sure. She's got her powers. And then someone turns to her and they're like, it's not going to be enough. And she's like, I know, but like, let's encourage her. <laughs> right. Like, oh, yeah, we're all going to die, but like, let her know that she's doing a good job. Yeah. Yay, honey. Yay. Um, Fun, exciting, heavy metal take on Wonder Woman. Um, it's so pretty and not a pretty way that I just want to give it to people to read. I was going to say, this has pretty universal appeal. Not in the sense that, oh, this is a must read if you like comics. Or this is a, this story is so good you must read it. It's just so digestible. And yeah. so quick. Uh, the art is... Uh, fun it's, and it's pop goodness, man. yeah, it's just and like, I wouldn't feel bad. You could read this in one sitting, and I don't. I, I never feel bad about a quick read giving it to someone because I'm like, well, you asked me for recommendation, and this is a quick read. So if you don't like it, then, it, yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. fine, and and like it is. I think there's something to get out of it for anybody who reads it. Like to go like, okay, well, that was just like I said, it's popcorn. It's a summer popcorn movie in comic book form, right? Like it's that big over the top action. Uh, and that's really what 
what what you're looking for. I'm sorry, something's going to fall on my desk and I'm trying to fix it. Okay, there we go. I was worried. Um, but it's like, it's just a mile a minute blast of a, uh, you know, a, of a, of a romp. I think if I can call, I'm going to call it a romp call because romp. that's what call, I think. It's a romp. It's a romp. It's a summertime pop. It's, it's a raucous, romp. a raucous romp. A raucous romp. Yeah. That's what it is. And I would, I literally, uh, you can pick up all four issues in one thing now. It's what, what'd you say? 190 pages or something like that? 160 pages? Yeah. Well, when I first, when I first went on Amazon to buy it digital, like it was like 30 bucks for the Kindle. And I was like, I think I'm looking at the wrong one here. And then I was, it was, it was in German. And then I'm like, wait, what's going on? It took me a, little, a couple of clicks to find the right copy of it, but I think it was like 19 bucks digital yeah and i i think a good 19 dollar fun time i i, like I would the honestly copy. i would honestly buy it in physical copies it wasn't that much more i think it was like 26 bucks yeah for the hardcover even and i don't know what the trade looks like i would hope that the trade is oversized too like this is. i, don't uh, think, they I think it's hardcover but i don't know if it's oversized hardcover hmm it's got to be. Why would you shrink the art to put it into a hardcover? But anyways, I digress. Uh, Blast, I want to I wanna ask a question. Was there a character, and we said this early on, that you dispatch everybody, and that's good for the story. Is there a character you would have liked to have seen either her fight or help her? Mm, but I, you know, just for a uh, quick response here, I would say a post-apocalyptic Aquaman would be pretty cool to see. I don't think we got to see him a version of that in uh, last night on uh, last night on Earth, the Batman one. Um, mm. We didn't get to see a post-apocalyptic Aquaman, uh, and that would be kind of cool. Especially if she lives on an island. You know, you can work well, that survived, into the water. Right? You got yeah. to think that Aquaman survives because he's underwater during it, right? Yeah, exactly. And Radiation I like how, go down there. I like how the mom, who's like this monster at the end, she she doesn't die, and she kind of slithers back into the water. And I'm like, ooh, she's just combing the oceans underneath there. Yeah, he let her like she let her mom live, right? Like yeah. that's Wonder Woman, right? Um, I, I like I like that answer. I like the Aquaman. You know what? That's what I'd like to give me a post-apocalyptic Aquaman. Aquaman, story. yeah, just underwater water. the whole time. Make no, it's Water World essentially. Yeah, the, he he is king. Gilman replace Kevin Costner with Aquaman. Paper, real paper. Yeah, and show me that one. Show me that one. Smokers, Travis. Rapp. Yeah. I like Dude, it. it's a good, it's a good movie. I don't what, care what anybody says. Waterworld is a great movie. I like it. I like it. I love uh, um, Dennis Hopper in it too. Well, yeah. Uh, I think I still am going to go with. I thought Daniel Green Warren Johnson Lantern. was telegraphing me Green Lantern, and I think having this character who's just along for the ride all the time end up being like, oh, she gets to be freaking Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. I thought I thought that would have been kind of there is I, like, something I, nice about leaving any kind of aliens out of it. It's like dead earth. It's like, oh, this is abandoned. This 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 yeah, place. No there is no, no help coming here. No yeah, one's that, coming what, to save. That's a dad's hopper move. No one's coming to save you. No one. <laughs> you have to drive at least 55 <laughs> miles an hour in order to save this dead earth. <laughs> Dennis Hopper's in that, right? He's missing a finger. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Pop quiz, asshole. Pop quiz. I'm which finger Hot is he shot. missing? This one. Is he missing his pinky? Is it his middle finger? I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't seen that movie. I was thinking about rewatching that though, that over the summer. And I just never never made it in there. Oh, watch watch it over the holiday. Watch it over the holiday. Is it a holiday movie? It could happen during uh, Christmas. Look, I think uh you know what I watched is my I'm gonna and I'm taking us off track. Yeah. But I I watched the thing for our holiday movie over Thanksgiving break. We watched the thing. Nice. I rewatched that this summer. That's a great one. Oh God, it's good. It's good. Uh, so, folks, the uh, thing has go... got snow in it. I think that could be a holiday movie. It's a holiday movie. It's and a it's holiday everybody's... movie. <laughs> a loop, doop, and a jiggery duck. Yeah. He's gonna um, possess you. I, I just go buy it and read it, folks. This is like well, I don't say this very often on on the show to like just go pick this up, but it was fun. There's nothing yeah. like you won't like I don't think you can be disappointed no matter who you are because it's just a dumb fun book. Yeah. Go read it. 
it's all it's, it's art it's good art too i mean it's yeah. classic one on there so uh that was a wonder woman dead earth uh you can find that episode of course as you have already if you're listening to the end of it but if you're looking for more you can go to our website comicexposure.com you can go to comic exposure on itunes you can go check out our instagram account our twitter account our facebook account we are not you can find us on the spotify we do not sell not- comics we do not sell comics we don't so quit asking us where your order is. <laughs> I don't know where your order is, man. Comic exposure with an X. Get that's, your shit together. That's kind of slow. That's kind of slowed down. So now I do yeah. kind of like it when we get one every now and then. I know it makes it, me feel. And, it makes me feel happy because I know you're looking at it too, and yeah. it's like I'm like, oh, Josh is thinking of me because we're both like, yeah, are you it, serious? Well, it's like, it's like Fievel goes west, or like uh, not, he doesn't go out west, but like we're both looking at the at same. The same- room. <laughs> Underneath the same bright sky, or underneath somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> we're looking at an angry email. And you get to see what because I'm not in, I don't own my own personal business, I don't sell anything, so I don't get to see customer rhetoric like that. And so I get to like peel the curtain back and be like, we have ordered this. I need to know where it is, or we will be reporting this to the Better Business Bureau. And it's I'm been like, three months since I ordered my books. I'm like, dude, you should have emailed way before that. You're good because you always give like a sassy comment. And, <laughs> you if always- you're, and if you're angry, may I suggest checking to see the business you ordered from, what their actual email address <laughs> yeah. is. I don't know what it is. It's a uh, at Gmail, it's got to be. <laughs> at, at Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we're going to go to, like, look it up on Facebook. <laughs> you know where it's good to do business? Unprotected, unsecure, Facebook. <laughs> yes. Boom. That's it. Um, so we want to thank you for tuning in, listening to the show. Uh, you can go back and listen to our comic book Christmas list if you're looking for that last minute gift. Uh, maybe it's after Christmas and you're listening to this. You can still buy it. You can it's still buy something on for sale people. at that point. It might. And you can still buy stuff for people. It doesn't have to be a holiday. You can just you can just see something and go, that reminds me of this person, and I'm going to get it for them. Somewhere like, I have something next to me right now that I got for Travis. I have a Travis Rats <gasps> present, and I, I want to show it to you because you're not going to get it <laughs> for a while. But I want you to know that I was I was at Target, and I saw something. I was like, oh, that's for Travis Rats. Oh. I bought you something. I'm touched. I bought you something. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can go that and we got some books coming up. We do have to kind of have a off show discussion and kind of think of the order and make some finalizations. Yeah, but we're, we're going to do and we got to do the end of the year show. So, you know, that that'll be coming up. Travis, yeah. and Rath, Travis Rath and I will be recapping the books we read through the year, telling you what our favorite book we read was. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come up with some cookie categories. Which of our books that we read is the easiest to give to a non-comic book reader or uh, which one was the biggest surprise hit for you? Uh, which was yeah, the more, which more the classic one you like? Take a poop. Yeah. Yeah. Poop what read. was yeah what's what's a good poop read we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that for you that's probably the next episode you'll hear oh i got, a good, we've got some I got a good i got a good poop read good i got okay. i know one good. i got the one. back of a shampoo bottle best poop <laughs> read. why is your shampoo next to your poop does your bathtub is next to your your toilet oh okay uh, your shampoo yeah my shampoo uh so folks <laughs> thanks for tuning in we appreciate it. I thought you were squeezing it down your like your back and letting it just kind of drip in there as like a little perfume effervescence. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I you squeeze a little bit in the toilet when you're Dude, done. shampoo. That's sense. a business idea. You know how they have poopery. Yeah, shampoo. Right. We digress. Close. Right. Take Anyways. us home. Take us home, buddy. Uh, Travis and I will see you next trade.